Faith, Hope and Love, episode 164, the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. In this weekend's Gospel, we see the urgency and the priority of Christ's ministry. There's no time to be lost. There's much more to be done and so little time to do it. There are so many possible priorities that we could easily put off the urgent for other reasons. Our Lord calls us to get our priorities right and set our faces on His mission. This is Faith, Hope and Love. peoples clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone. May our Lord's justice sustain us on this 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. We unite our mind and heart to offer praise, prayers and intercession to God. And so, my friends, to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. You heal the wounds of our sin and division. Christ have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, O Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy 
let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings, chapter 19, verses 16 and 19 to 21. The Lord spoke to the prophet Elijah and said, You shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, as prophet in your place. So Elijah set out from there and found Elisha, who was ploughing. There were twelve yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by Elisha and threw his mantle over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? Elisha returned from following Elijah, took the yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. Using the equipment from the oxen, he boiled their flesh and gave it to the people and they ate. Then Elisha set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. The Word of the Lord You are my inheritance, O Lord. Preserve me, God, I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, You are my God. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. It is you yourself who are my prize. I will bless you, Lord, you give me counsel, and even at night direct my heart. I keep you, Lord, ever in my sight. Since you are at my right hand, I shall stand firm. And so my heart rejoices, my soul is glad. Even my body shall rest in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead nor let your beloved know decay. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence, at your right hand, happiness for ever. You are my inheritance, O Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 1 and 13 to 18. Brothers and sisters, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. 
for these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Speak, O Lord, for your servant is listening. You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 9, verses 51 to 62. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for Jesus. But the Samaritans did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then they went to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another Jesus said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord The Gospel this weekend shows various people coming up to Jesus and giving reasons, explanations, excuses, why they can't follow him straight away but also how they intend to follow him as soon as possible at some future time. I think the key to this gospel is the first words in this passage, where it says, As the time grew near for Jesus to be taken up to heaven. In other words, there was no time left. There was an absolute urgency and an immediacy to Jesus' last days. There was no time but the present, and there wasn't time for hesitations, excuses or delays. It was now or never. So irrespective of whether the excuses people gave were good or whether they were weak, nothing must be allowed to stop the mission of Christ from being accomplished. So one needs to get their priorities right. Jesus' Gospel has an urgency that demands first priority. And we must not let the many reasons that surround us frustrate that plan. There may very well always be good reasons to put off until tomorrow or later what really needs to be done today. And of course tomorrow may never come. So what needs to be done now, let us do now. There's a story told of an Olympic champion who lived in an eastern bloc nation during the time of the Cold War. 
after a lot of soul-searching when they finally decided that they would defect to the West. It was only by literally turning their back on their special car and their unique privileges and leaving immediately, without hesitation, carrying only what fitted into a small suitcase that they carried. If they had tried to take anything more, it would have immediately alerted the authorities to their planned defection. The escape would have failed and ended tragically. If something is really urgent and important, Hesitation or looking back could be catastrophic. Christ knew that all too well. This weekend's readings are about setting out on an urgent and very important journey. Our Lord, up till this point, had been travelling around proclaiming the good news and teaching his disciples. But now, as the end of his earthly ministry becomes quite clear, he resolutely sets his face towards Jerusalem and his impending suffering, death, and resurrection. As he journeys, various people come up to him and say, I want to come with you. But Jesus impresses upon them, he's not forcing anyone to come with him. Rather, he's giving them absolute freedom. But if they choose to follow him, it will need total, complete, and single-minded commitment. There can be no ifs and buts, and no hesitation. To those who say, I will follow you anywhere, but first I have to do such and such, Jesus cuts them off and virtually says, forget it, go home. I'm heading in this direction now. Come with me now or lose the moment. There's only now. No time for wavering. Follow me or go home. The intensity and the urgency of Jesus' mission cannot be more strongly emphasised. The first reading has a strikingly similar incident. Elisha is chosen by the prophet Elijah at God's instruction, and he's called to follow him as a disciple. Symbolised by this beautiful image of the prophet Elijah throwing his cloak over the young man as he walks by. That's calling him to the role of prophet. Elisha is obviously both honoured and overawed, and very likely frightened. He says, first, I will follow you, but let me go and say goodbye to my parents. Seems a reasonable thing to say. But Elijah is affronted and says to him the modern equivalent of, Have I done anything to you? Am I forcing you to come with me? Go back and forget it. This has the desired effect of shocking Elisha into realising that this offer is once and only. Elijah, in his wisdom, probably knew that Elisha, if he hesitated and returned to say goodbye to his parents, would have been looking back and would have stayed and not followed him. So Elisha follows Elijah immediately, as instructed. At various times, we all find ourselves setting out on new journeys, whether those journeys be physical, spiritual, vocational or otherwise. These journeys create some hesitations and fears. They involve moving out of comfort zones and into unfamiliar territory. But we also know that we follow Jesus wherever he has led us in life. God never has been one to lead us down the wrong paths, even if sometimes we've occasionally turned down some seemingly dead-end streets in some of our decisions and actions. But we're sure that ultimately the Lord will lead us in the right direction and lead us to our destination. We trust in that shepherd who leads us in all the right paths 
and who is always true to his name. The Gospel today also raises the really important question of the extent to which we are capable of fooling ourselves, of self-deception. It can be very subtle, but it's a very effective thing. Jesus wants us to be honest and clear-sighted about our lives, our motives and our priorities, and examine them carefully with an eye of suspicion towards some of our motives. It can be so easy to be self-indulgent, whilst at the same time glossing over it by making up all sorts of noble excuses and reasons, which really are not the truth behind our decisions. No wonder our Lord said in another scripture, Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Anything else comes from the evil one. How wise his words are. Anything other than a clear yes or a no is often an excuse or a justification or an alibi. Don't excuses and explanations so often cloud the original objective and value? Let's never underestimate the power of self-deception. It's a barrier and an obstacle to the generous challenge of self-forgetting service that is demanded by Christ's Gospel. The more we accept that we can indeed tend to fall into self-justifications and excuses to mask our self-indulgence or water down Christ's message that's just a bit too challenging, the more we will be open to Jesus' call to follow him and to truly place our priorities at his service and meanwhile staying ever vigilant and wary of the trap of self-serving justifications and excuses. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Confident that our God listens to our prayers, we pray for our needs and the needs of the whole church. For all who are entrusted with the ministry of offering the gospel, its truths and values, to our disillusioned world, that they will persevere in their commitment to the task. Lord, hear us. 
for all who work for justice, that their efforts may begin in our communities, so that the people will find their message credible when they appeal for global justice. Lord, hear us. For all who suffer persecution for their beliefs, that they may find peace in their hearts. Lord, hear us. For all who are suffering from the results of illness or old age, that they may be cheered by our companionship and the healing power of God's love and grace. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, that they may now enjoy the fullness of your presence, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Gracious God, we humbly ask you to hear our prayers and teach us to value one another in the freedom you have given us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who graciously accomplish the effects of your mysteries, grant, we pray, that the deeds by which we serve you may be worthy of these sacred gifts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity, and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him, the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all within me his holy name. Let us pray. May this divine sacrifice we have offered and received fill us with life, O Lord, we pray, so that, bound to you in lasting charity, we may bear fruit that lasts for ever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving generously of your time and prayer. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources May God bless and keep you.